Hey guys, mark your calendars for August 15th for Bonafide and Badass Season 2. You guys, I'm so excited to pre-record some episodes with some amazing guests and get them scheduled out so that you can have an episode coming to you every Thursday starting in August. And I am just honored to have you guys have listened to this much so far. Um, This is going to be a busy summer, so season two is going to need some time to produce, but I want to thank you all for how patient you guys are and how supportive of this show is. You can always stay up to date with me at Bonafide Cowboy on Instagram and uh, feel free to reach out. Don't forget to check out some of my upcoming events because there are some really good ones, some upcoming retreats, some live workshops. You don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's going to be a great summer. So have a good one, guys. You're listening to Bonafide and Badass, the podcast designed to give you an authentic behind the scenes look into the Western industry's top creatives and brands. I'm Kenzie, your host and the mastermind behind the Bonafide Cowboy brand. I'm a full-time Western brand photographer, and now I'm dipping into the education space to help like-minded creators do what they do best by sharing my own stories and the stories of others making waves in our industry. So get ready for today's episode. Before we hop into this episode, I just want to preface this with, I recorded this from my cell phone while getting chores done because that's what my time allotted for this week. And I have to apologize because it is not our usual audio quality that you get. So please bear with me. Um, And I'm, again, so thankful for you guys and so excited to see what season two has in store for us. One of the things that I was thinking about, how should I wrap this up, right? I thought about having a great guest come in. We couldn't make it work, which is fine. We'll get them in later. But I was sitting there thinking, I was like, maybe... Oh, that's it. Let's talk about... (laughs) Let's talk about one thing that I would change about how I used to do business, that I've changed my strategy on how I do business now, right? This is one thing I quit doing and started doing. Um, And for me, that was one-off photo shoots, one-off services, right? And so what do I mean by that? I mean... You plan this big photo shoot and invite one brand or one client or whatever to come in and have it with you. And you spend so much time planning everything and then you get done with it. And then you are back to square one trying to find another customer. And let me tell you something that I've learned. New client acquisition is so expensive to a business. It's expensive in the marketing um, and money side of things, but it's also expensive in the fact that you spend so much time working on new client acquisition, right? Like, I mean, if you're anything like me, 
you probably spend so much time working on your marketing strategy to get new clients, right? And it's exhausting. It is extremely exhausting. Now, I'm not saying I don't do these. I'm just saying I changed my strategy. So now I work on booking the one-off, but I also work on converting those one-offs into retainer clients. Why is this so important, right? Especially if your retainer is maybe a bit lower than what your one-off price is. Well, it's called cash flow. <laughs> I did a ton of these one-offs. And I, I, I love how I, I did my business. But um, I'm not a numbers person. You guys, I am a creative and I'm good at being a creative. And that means that numbers don't come naturally to me. So it's something I have to work on. But when I really sat down and looked at it, I went, you know, I can bring in really high dollar clients. But my problem was I didn't have the cash flow monthly. And so part of that is finding other strategic ways to bring in um, new revenues of income, whether that was through my merch store um, or affiliate marketing or um, I don't know, anything else, right? But also the other the other thing I wanted to do was set up clients that I could have on retainers so that I could do monthly um, either photo shoots or for me, I do a lot of graphic design retainers um, where it's like they pay me a monthly rate. They get a certain amount of graphics each month and um, I'm guaranteed that income. So if you have, you know, guaranteed bills like everybody else, guaranteed fixed expenses every month that you're going to have to pay, whether that's your rent, your phone bill, your software, whatever, you are guaranteed to have income coming in. And sometimes it's it's better to have those um, monthly retainer clients, a bunch of those monthly retainer clients than having um, a bunch of one-offs because of the fact that it is so hard to have a new client acquisition or to get new clients. So how do you convert those one-offs to retainer clients, right? I'm sure that's the, the question everybody's sitting here asking. Well, it's all about how you strategically set up your pitch, right? So you can offer them. I like to offer my clients the one-off package, but I also like to offer them um, other options as well. Okay, so it's essentially an upsell. Um, I love personally on my HoneyBook, which if you guys know, I'm obsessed with my HoneyBook um, software. They added a new services feature. So now my clients can choose from services. They could either choose one or they could choose multiple depending on how I set it up um, where they can see different offerings. So I personally don't have package rates. We're going to preface all this on why though. I don't have package rates. I have starting rates. Like if you look at my website, you can see some of my starting rates, but my rates very much depend on each client. I used to do this. I used to try the packages where it was like, here's the, 
the content builder package. Here's the, um, I don't know, NFR style package, whatever you want to name them, right? The silver, gold, whatever. And here's my problem with that. What I found was none of my packages ever accurately fit my clients. And so they would look at them and they would feel like, I don't know which package to pick. And every time it just came to me with confusion. And so instead of sending them my package and my rates, I started saying, okay, what do you need? What are you looking for? Are you looking for just product shots? Are you looking for models in your shots, right? Because if I have to have multiple models, I might be paying multiple people to come. Or are you looking for a specific location or setting? Because there could be permits, there could be location fees, or there could be travel time on my part, right? Um, how many photos are you looking to get? And how many products are you needing photographed, right? Because they, it, what you have to understand in brand photography is they don't need 80 photos of the same product. They might like 80 photos, but they might send you eight products. And so then you're getting like 10 photos a product approximately, right? Or, or something else completely. You know, they might need some video clips. They might need um, stylist help. They might need who knows what, right? Name your price, name whatever. But, you know, maybe they're also looking for some influencer marketing. I will literally build a package completely around them. Even if, let's say, I don't have all of the services, like I can't personally provide it, I will find somebody who does. Because my job isn't to do it all for them. My job is to be the professional that gets it all done for them. I am the go-to guy, right? I'm the Yoda to their Luke Skywalker. I let them be the hero. I let them have all the wins, but I'm the guy that gets it done. See where I'm going with this? So let's take this back, right? I don't really have packages, but I have options. So once I figure out what my client or starting package options, once I figure out kind of where my packet or where my client's at, um, oh, I will also say too, my price varies from client to client. If I have a big name brand in, they're definitely not getting the same price is my boutique with 300 followers. Their the reach is different, the usage is different. There are so many different factors when it comes to licensing, when it comes to um different things like that that will play a role in how I price things and I think that's completely fine. I do. It might work for other people for senior sessions, family sessions, etc. Um, but try it out. I kind of like the, uh, I would say a la carte style pricing. It's not like I tack on a price for each additional service that they have. I just look at it as a whole. How much time approximately is this going to take? How much fuel is this going to take? How much planning is this going to take? Am I paying out any models or locations, etc.? And then I price it. What do I want to make on top of that? That's how I price things. <laughs> and so I always love when people ask me, what do I price this? I'm like, I don't know. It's up to you. What do you need to make? What do you need? I, I know the expenses I have. I know what my time is worth. I know how much time and experience I have in this area. And I know what I've 
add to the table? So back, back off this tangent, back to our original topic here, which is how I would change my strategy and turn these clients from one-offs to monthly retainers. And I will tell you, this is not going to work for everybody, but it doesn't hurt, right? So back to my HoneyBook and my different services option. I might give them multiple options. I'll give them the option that's exactly what they want, right? Exactly what they told me, a one-off price, right? And then I'm going to give them an option of, hey, but I could also sweeten the deal and I could do almost exactly what you want, right? Plus, you sign on to a six-month contract, right? So it's like maybe a minimum of a six-month retainer um, where you're paying, you know, example, 500 bucks a month or something else, right? To have me provide you with X amount of services each month, right? So if it's a photo shoot client, maybe I'm giving them 30 photos a month and they can send me up to five products or... Um, you know, for me, graphic design, I give them, they can have up to 10 graphics made each month. Um, and that doesn't mean they have to fill it. It doesn't mean that they, they have to have those things done, but they are allotted it. Um, and what they're doing is they're saying, yes, I'll pay you 500 bucks a month to do these services And then you can work with them on a continuous basis. The other reason I really like this is because to create really good brand relationships, I mean, or to, or it helps you create really good long-term relationships with the brand. Um, And it proves to them you are consistent. It proves to them that you are, um, uh, that you offer a lot more to them, right? Is that they don't have to go somewhere else for all of these services or pick and choose from a bunch of different people. Like they know who they can call. And that was my goal is I want people to know that I'm the girl that they can call. I'm the person that will get stuff done. Um, and, you know, you might get through this and you might have a client that ends up saying, Hey, you know, we thank you for doing this with us. And we wish not to continue. And there's no hard feelings. That's just the way these deals go. But that additional, they also could sign you on for longer. And that's an additional stream of revenue for you. And it's guaranteed money. And that was something that I don't want to say was a mistake that I made in the beginning, but it was something that I didn't understand um, how important cash flow is. Because while I might have months where I bring in a lot of money and other months where I don't, the problem is I still have the same fixed expenses every month. <laughs> so it makes planning for those things a lot more difficult on my end of the deal, where if I had more revenue sources um, or revenue streams coming in, it could help me more cons- be more consistent in the way I pay my bills and the way I do things. Now, can you structure your business um, to cover you in those other times? Yes. Okay. What I'm saying is these are the things that I wish I would have set up for me, diversified my income streams and different things. Not that I don't love taking photos because I absolutely do. But... Let's say 
I get sick. Or last year, I had a really hard year in my personal life. And we've talked about this on other episodes before. And one thing I realized is I did not have the capacity to be in my business and working on it as much as I used to be. And it greatly affected the amount of income that I made that year. I mean, greatly affected it. And that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it did. And I realized very much that I I did that to myself because I didn't really have anything set up or in place to cover me. You know, if I, for example, was sick or I got in an accident or I couldn't go do the things that I was supposed to do, right? It's not that photography, your photography services or whatnot cannot support you full time on one off. The problem is, is there is a lot. there's a lot of problems that you can run into, whether that's burnout, whether that's, you know, if you have a family and you've got kids that get sick and you can't make it to something, right? Like you need to still have confidence in the fact that you're going to have additional revenue coming in. That's why a lot of people don't do entrepreneurship. That's why they stay in their nine to five because of the variability in being an entrepreneur and not having that income or that guaranteed sick days or paid time off, right? So, sorry, ignore my dog. She thinks she's a guard dog. (laughs) So how do we fix that, right? We have to work on setting up additional revenue streams. We have to work on our passive income offers. You know, if you have a great editing style, you can sell presets. I have my own presets. Um, I recently got into merch. Um, it is a slow build, people. Like, I mean, you can build it fast, but there you, you have to have the hustle to do it um, and things set up. I personally have opted for the slow build, and I'm completely fine with that because um, I want to set up a few other things before I really push my merchandise, right? Um, there's affiliate revenue, right? You can, um, a lot of these software platforms or different services that I use, um, offer affiliate programs or affiliate links. So basically I can offer somebody a discount code for them to sign up. I earn money from it, right? Or credit. Um, so HoneyBook, for example, one thing I love about HoneyBook, it costs me $400 a year. If I refer two people every year, they will pay me $200 per person. And I mean, I could refer more than that too. And I say referred, they have to sign up and actually pay for a plan. But I could earn $200, up to $200 per person that I sign up. So I can pay off my HoneyBook every year if I get two more people to sign up for HoneyBook. Pretty cool, right? Or, um, I mean, there's plenty of other services that'll give you 10% here, 10% there. They'll give you some extra goodies here. And I mean, you can look at them. My credit card, my credit card company even does this, right? If you refer one or two other people this month, you know, we'll give you a $500 credit, right? I mean, 
thing and they give whoever is signing up a credit too or something like that. Like there's such cool things that a lot of these companies offer just by recommending them. So I only really do it for companies that I truly use and I believe in and I like. Um because for me that's that's what makes sense. Um but there are so many different ways that you can do it and you can choose to maybe it's writing a blog and doing affiliate advertising or um i mean there's there's so many different ways to make revenue streams um don't overwhelm yourself with them and don't try to do them all <laughs> i say that because i've been there and i've tried a lot of them all um but try to add one at a time and try to commit slowly and, and really get it figured out first um because it's not always enough just to add it. You definitely have to put the work into it. And if you're not doing that, they're not really going to do anything for you necessarily. So all this to say, the biggest thing I would have changed in my business starting out is to create more consistency because that gives me more freedom to do the things that I want to go do and to plan the bigger events that do bring me in a lot of income so that I'm not hustling around trying to make all these little jobs so that I can pay to live the life I want to run my business, etc. Anyways, I am going to keep this episode somewhat short today. I want to thank you guys so much for all of your support over this last year and um, for following along. I promise season two will be coming up um, probably within a month or two. Um, I'm going to try to pre-record a lot of episodes just so that they're there and um, I can schedule them out just because... It can be a little time consuming to kind of keep doing these um, as I go and doing them weekly. Um, but I love to schedule them weekly for people. So that's where I'm going to take a little bit of break um, and dive into summer. Please, if you need anything, don't be a stranger. Reach out. Um, I am very friendly and I love to help out where I can. Um, the best place to reach me is through my Instagram at Bonafide Cowboy um, or my email. Um, if it's a business inquiry, please shoot it through my email um, because I am absolutely a scatterbrain nutcase if I try to do it from other sources. <laughs> so, again, I'm so thankful for you guys. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week and um, stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Bonafide and Badass podcast. If you enjoy listening to us, please go ahead and leave us a review as well as follow us on social media and tell your friends. Uh, all we want to do is continue to grow this podcast. And in order to do that, we need your help. 